Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. Hey guys, it's Kristen Brogan, Registered Dietitian at On Target Living, and I wanted to address some of our popular questions that we've been receiving lately. We now have a podcast hotline for anyone to call in and ask their health-related questions by simply calling the number 616-841-3348. Again, that's 616-841-3348. Leave us your question and we'll answer it on our upcoming podcast. So let's dive in. Our first question today is... Hi, good afternoon. Um, I just had a question just in regards to um, plant-based diets and eating animal protein. And just curious your guys' perspective of um, there's a lot of documentaries out with like plant-based benefits and what the negative impacts animal protein can do to your body. And they'll look at your cells and they look at how it actually does a negative impact on your body. Um, and I know that's not, you know, I kind of do eat plant-based and meat-based foods, but was curious how you, how you guys look at that and um, just guidance on what people should do with, their, with the food that they eat um, and the choices that they make with their food. So thank you. Great question. So plant-based, it's all over today. The, the new plant-based diet, sometimes we're living on these two extremes when it comes to food. Either we're living plant-based or we're completely opposite and living on that paleo diet. So I think what we need to do is we need to find more balance when it comes to food. Now, plant-based products are said to be kind of the new processed foods. They don't always mean healthy. And so our take on plant-based foods are they're healthy as long as they're in fact made from plants found in nature. So think about ingredients as the number one indicator of quality. Ingredients are the number one way to determine whether something's healthy or not, especially if you're going more towards plant-based. So even if something says, you know, low calorie or zero cholesterol, it doesn't always tell you the quality of the food or what it's going to do in in the body. So a simple way to understand whether certain plant-based foods are healthy is to read the ingredient list. If you can't read an ingredient, you probably shouldn't eat it. Another question to ask yourself is, is your food made by scientists in a lab or by the farmers in the field? So there's a lot of plant-based products on there, on the market, including plant-based burgers. And most of those burgers are made with over 20 different ingredients, all of which are made in a lab. Many of those ingredients are genetically modified, which really causes inflammation in the guts. And we simply don't always know what it's going to do to us long term. So plant-based can be very healthy as long as you're choosing plant-based foods that are close to the source in their most natural state. So if you are doing a plant-based burger, maybe it's made with mushrooms or brown rice or a real quality ingredients that your body knows what to do with. Now, we aren't a big fan of substitutions, meat substitutions, egg substitutions, cheese substitutions, because it really is just another form of processed food. So the longer the ingredient list, the more processing is involved. Now, I think we all can benefit from eating less meat. And the meat that we do eat should be better quality. So we always like to tell people to start with choosing organic animal products. So if you're eating meats or any animal products for that matter, you want to make sure that you choose organic. 
This will be free of genetically modified feed and antibiotics and growth hormones. So think about choosing organic poultry, grass-fed beef, even wild game meats will be um, really healthy, really delicious as well. So you can always kind of upgrade the source and the quality um, there when it comes to animal products. Now, we have a lot of recipes in our cookbook on plant-based meals. We have a new veggie pesto wrap. We have some delicious veggie burgers. We have some delicious salads. So you really don't need to eat meat to get a lot of protein. So there's no reason if you're if you're eating leafy greens and fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds, you're going to get enough protein. Now, what we find for most people is that plant-based eating, 100% plant-based eating and, and no meat isn't sustainable for most. Um, but I think for most people, they can get behind including more plant-based meals. Maybe you're doing Meatless Monday and you're doing, say, spaghetti. Um, instead of meat, you're doing... Um, you know, mushrooms, ground mushrooms, maybe put some sauce on there. So it still has that savory kind of umami flavor. Um, but just finding something that's sustainable for you. So a lot of people can't completely give up their meat, but maybe they can start with making their meat better and maybe eating less. So bottom line is whatever it is that you choose, you have to make sure that you can sustain it. A lot of people are eating plant-based foods, but they're filling up on pastas and and artificial, you know, flavors and sweeteners and and meat substitutions and a lot of things that just aren't nutritionally dense or considered superfoods. So using the food target to really choose healthier plant-based foods, um, you'll find a lot of protein in ancient grains and even leafy greens, vegetables, broccoli, nuts, seeds, all of these things have a good amount of protein. And here is our next question. Hi, I have a question where I'd like you to cover maybe some tips on how to store foods to keep them fresh longer. I find uh, when trying to eat healthier foods, fruits and bag salads and those kind of things, um, I'm just looking for tips on how to um, prepare them and have them stay fresh and refrigerated longer. Thank you. Great question. So I think the number one way to make sure that fruits and vegetables and some of these fresh items stay fresh is just to eat them. <laughs> so I think sometimes, you know, we have things that are in the refrigerator forever because we don't eat them. So making sure that you're only buying actually what you're consuming. And I think in, in my refrigerator, I know exactly what I have. And what I do is I try to use it up in my meals. I use the cookbook really as my guide to to making healthy meals. And then sometimes I just throw in to recipes everything that I have in the fridge. So if you have fresh produce items, um, you know, just making sure that you're you're storing them properly in the refrigerator. I usually put all of my vegetables in my produce drawer. And sometimes I put apples and oranges. I keep things in the refrigerator just to keep them fresh. So some simple fresh foods that 
actually have a good shelf life are apples, uh, oranges. I keep a lot of my um, raisins and nuts in the refrigerator, my cacao nibs. So I would say just not buying more than you're actually consuming because most fruits and vegetables can stay fresh for a good week and they're not going to lose too much of the nutritional um, benefits. So just only buying what you're actually going to consume. But I think for most, if you're eating these things on a regular basis or making a effort to eat more fruits and vegetables during the day, you don't have to worry so much about them staying fresh because you're going to eat them and they're not going to be in the refrigerator for so long. Now, sometimes I'll have frozen uh, fruits or vegetables in the freezer and I can add those to smoothies. Um, My son is one years old, so I just recently bought a freezer package of farro. It was mixed with some vegetables. Um, I think some brown rice was in there. And that's something that I can heat pretty quickly. I can take out of the freezer. It stays fresh and just kind of heat what I I actually need. So simple things you can do. You can freeze pretty much everything. Um, You know, leafy greens don't freeze very well, but even fresh berries and fresh fruit can freeze pretty well. Um, But if you are worried about waste, um, just making sure that maybe you're buying more produce items that can stay fresh longer. Um, Broccoli will stay fresh in the refrigerator a long time. Um, Even a lot of vegetables. Um, Bananas, if I don't go through those, I'll just freeze them. I'll peel them and freeze them and use them in, in smoothies. So I would say just back to kind of going back to the basics is just having a plan um, and only kind of buying things that you're actually going to consume in a a timely manner, but not worrying about, you know, having things in the refrigerator if it's a week or so. Sometimes I'll have romaine lettuce that's in the refrigerator for a couple weeks and it's still fresh. Um, So just having kind of basic stuff on hand. Applesauce sometimes is nice just to have in the cupboard, um, making sure that it's only one ingredient and just apples. Uh, But great question. And here's the next question. Hi, guys. Um, My question is, I have been um, starting to use a lot of the on-target living uh, recipes in our daily life. Uh, But the tough thing that I'm facing, I'm sure a lot of people face, is getting their spouse on board with um, some of your practices. So I was just wondering if you guys had any tips about how to encourage your spouse um, to start eating a little bit healthier, uh, maybe get into some exercise routines um, and just kind of start getting closer to matching a lifestyle that uh, I like to practice myself. So um, thanks so much for all of your help and I look forward to hearing your answer. Now, we get this question a lot, how to get your family on board, because it's really hard to change your lifestyle if it's just you doing it. So first and foremost, just continue to be a role model. So, you know, buy healthier foods, but also show your family that they don't have to give anything up. You're just making everything better. So say your spouse loves potato chips. My husband loves potato chips. He probably wouldn't be very happy if I never bought potato chips. So when I do buy them, I make them better. I look for potato chips that have three ingredients. Potatoes, number one, sea salt, number two, and maybe a good quality oil like avocado oil, a virgin coconut oil, or even an extra virgin olive oil. Um, Same with 
goldfish. You know, if your kids love goldfish, find a better alternative that has less ingredients. So they have organic cheddar bunnies now that are made with better quality ingredients and they taste just the same. So instead of doing Fruit Loops or artificially colored cereals, you're finding natural colors made from, you know, blueberries or beets. So first and foremost, just start being a role model and allowing your family to take small steps. So not having them feel like they have to give anything up. I think one of the number one reasons that people don't want to change their lifestyle is they feel like they're giving something up. And you don't have to. With all the food products on the market right now, you can slowly just make everything better by choosing better quality foods. And that starts with ingredients. So if you love hot dogs, find hot dogs that are made from grass-fed beef or real meat, because you'll be surprised that when you look at some of these ingredients of the things that you typically buy, you'd be shocked that they're not actually real food. So just start to make everything better. And Also, let your family know that they don't have to give anything up. I don't think anyone doesn't want to feel their best. Everyone wants to feel good. So if people can understand that, hey, look, maybe I can feel better and I don't have to give anything else up. I'm I'm just slowly making everything better. That's first and foremost. Um, But being a role model and really kind of setting the stage is going to be the most powerful. Now, I've been with my husband for 15 years I've been living this lifestyle for a long time. And when I first met him, he was eating Special K cereal and Jimmy John's every day. And he had psoriasis and he had, you know, bad sleep habits. And so over time, I didn't shove everything in his face. I let him kind of take those small steps himself. So he realized that, you know, As I started, as he started to eat healthier foods and started making upgrades, you know, his psoriasis went away. He started sleeping better and he started doing this because he wanted to. So we can't force anyone to do certain things. And I think sometimes, you know, the more we we push it, the more they kind of push back. So just let them experiment on their own, give them space and understand that They have to do it because they want to, and they'll continue to do it because they like the way it makes them feel. Now, what we've been been good at over the years, our team at On Target Living, is really creating behavior change. And we do that through live speaking engagements or live events. Um, We have a lot of these speaking engagements on our new On Target Living app. You can go to ontargetliving.com slash app. Or you can find On Target Living Experience in your app store on your on your smartphone. And we have some keynotes that you can watch, keynote presentations where we've we've packaged all of the information, this behavior change information, this lifestyle information in a way that allows people to really make a change and make an impact on their life. So I'd say start with the app, maybe start to have your spouse view some of our videos, some of our content, get to know us, start to kind of see these these things for themselves and start to believe it. Um, And also, if you're local to the Michigan area, we do a lot of local events, which would be a great thing to take your spouse to, say, on date night. Um, You can find our events just at ontargetliving.com. We have an event page where you can see some of our upcoming events. Um, But the keynote presentations on our app is a really good way to take this lifestyle on the go. So first and foremost, you know, be a role model, start to make small changes. Um, Also, let your spouse know that 
you need them. You know, you want them to be healthy and you want them to be around so that you guys can live your best life together. And I think every parent or adult really wants to set their kids up for a healthy lifestyle as their age. And that really starts with with us as parents as the role model. So just continue to tell people not only how much you love them, but how much you need them in this world and you want them to live their best self. So so just continue to take those small steps and really that creates habits and forms into daily rituals and that's really what makes this lifestyle easy. Our next question. Hey there, my question is, how do you become better at waking up in the morning and feeling energized and sort of tired and just wanting to go back to sleep? Thank you. I think we all want to wake up feeling energized. So first and foremost, just assess your situation when you wake up in the morning. How was your sleep? Did you sleep through the night? Were you up a lot? What time did you go to bed? So many times people just wake up, they feel like the first thing they, they reach for is their coffee because they need energy. And many times it's because they're not getting enough sleep. So first and foremost, you really want to look at your sleep and plan your sleep. Eight hours is ideal sleeping time during the night. So planning your sleep, you know, if you have to wake up at six in the morning, you better be in bed before um, 10 p.m. So just making sure that you're getting a good night's sleep because we know the thing about energy is we have to make it. And we make it through how we rest, how we eat, and how we move. So sleep is calorie-free energy. It's the number one way to recharge our body. And if we're finding that maybe we can fall asleep, but we can't stay asleep at night, maybe we're looking at our the big picture and saying, okay, well, this could be because I'm deficient in magnesium. Calming magnesium, it's one of the first minerals to become depleted when we're stressed or we're living a really crazy, fast-paced lifestyle. And this can interfere with staying asleep during the night. Number one source of magnesium is Epsom salt. And so we can simply absorb Epsom salt just by taking a bath, adding two cups to a bath, soaking soaking in the tub. It helps with inflammation. It helps with joint pain. But it's a really good way to get magnesium into the diet or into the body. Now, if we want to get it in through the diet, we can get it from cacao nibs, which is raw chocolate, leafy greens, wheatgrass, nuts, seeds, dried fruit like figs, all of these things have magnesium. We also have way more information on our website. We have a really great magnesium-rich mint chocolate chip smoothie recipe that's on our website. You can find under resources and videos. Um, but just assessing your, your overall situation. You know, If you're struggling with energy, know that energy has to be made. So we know that we get energy from the foods that we eat too because food is fuel. So looking at the food target and, and focusing more on the quality of foods and going closer to the center, these foods will all be superfoods and they're designed to give you energy. They're nutrient-dense foods. That's where energy really comes from. And then a simple way, sometimes I have a one-year-old at home and, and sometimes I just am not getting a lot of sleep. So I change my mindset and I fake it till I make it. I get up, I go to the gym, and I find that movement is positive energy. So even though I haven't had a lot of sleep during the night, I can kind of fake it until I make it during the day. And it starts with movement because it just changes my state. It allows me to kind of boost my energy up and I feel so much more productive during the day. And then come the nighttime, I can reset, I can plan my sleep, I can go to bed early. So. 
thinking about, you know, looking at your overall lifestyle and why you may need energy in the first place, coffee's perfectly fine. You know, if you love coffee in the morning, just make sure that you're hydrating before your coffee. We already are are dehydrated when we wake up in the morning just because the body's been fasting overnight and cleansing and detoxifying. So you really want to start with a big glass of water first thing in the morning because water is energy. It cleans our system and it makes us feel good. We know that sometimes fatigue really sets in from from being dehydrated. So a number one way to kind of reduce that is just making sure that we're staying hydrated through the day with water. If you're a coffee drinker, make sure that you're getting maybe a glass of mineral water into your day. Um, Also very hydrating, coconut water. Um, You know, coffee, you wanna limit to one to two cups. If you need more than that for energy, then again, you just want to look at your situation, you're resting, you're eating and moving. And then if you do do coffee every day, find a better source. So maybe you're doing craft coffee from a good local coffee shop or you're choosing organic coffee because coffee and tea tend to contain the most fertilizers and pesticides of any beverage, and that can all disrupt the system and be very acidic on the system. So just making everything better, and it really starts with small steps to healthy living. So again, if you want to leave us your question, we just wanted to tackle some of these questions that we received. You can always give us a call on our podcast hotline, 616-841-3348. Again, that's 616-841-3348. We're on a mission to transform the health and performance of humans one person at a time. Small steps to healthy living.